Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance, um, a quick shot of romance. Uh, joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Welcome back to the podcast, Carolina. Hey, Becky, it's so good to be back. Um, it feels like it's been forever since we chatted, but... I know. <laughs> I think we chatted and I don't know. Well, it would have been October, but it was probably early October. So I think it must have been. It's just a longer stretch for us. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to talk about this one with you. Um, we actually picked it because it has been in the top 50 of um, the Amazon store since it pretty much came out. Wow. It's been high up in the in the charts. So I thought we should give it a read and a review. See so what it's all about. Yeah. On this episode, we are reviewing Well Played by Vi Keeland and Penelope Ward. Um, will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? It all started with a bet. When my young son inherited half of his grandfather's historic inn, I decided to move both of us to the place where I grew up. Notice I say half of the inn. The other half now belonged to Levi Miller, the famous quarterback who had other ideas about what we should do with the property. We don't mention that I actually accidentally injured him during the first me meeting, causing him to get eight stitches. We should say we got off on the wrong foot. We bickered a lot as we both moved into the property while we figured things out. He wanted to unload the rundown place, which adamantly needed a lot of work. I wanted to restore the Palm Inn to its original beauty and reopen it as a bed and breakfast. We couldn't agree on anything. So Levi made me a proposal, one he thought I would surely lose. If I could sell out the place by the time he had to leave for training at the end of summer, he would back off and let me run it. But in the weeks that followed, we got more than we bargained for while we were living under the same roof. Levi and I got closer, and before I knew it, knew it, my nightly fantasies about the brawny and honest became reality. Not to mention he was so great with my son. We were in over our heads in more ways than one, not only because he was the last man on earth I should be falling for because of our deal, but Levi was also my ex's older brother. And now the inn was the least of my problems. So this released October 25th of 2021. So it is a newer release. It is available in Kindle Unlimited. Um, and tropes are close proximity. It sports romance. He's a football professional football player. There is a taboo forbidden element in this book as it is Levi's brother's ex. Um, single mom, small town romance. Put out percentage on this one was 41%. Um, it is also in um, Audible. It's included in Audible Plus. Oh, okay. If you have the Audible Plus, and it's narrated by Sebastian York and Andy Ardent. So oh. it's a great, I, I listened to part of this, I read part of this book and I listened to part of this book. Um, and of course, you know, you have two of the best. So yeah, that's like listen. the king and queen of audiobooks right there. Yes. So um, it's a great listen as well. I love both of those. Oh, Sebastian mm -hmm. York. Um, <laughs> he's like 
my unicorn there. Um, okay, so let's just start with the meet cute because the so opening, <laughs> the opening pages of this book, had me giggling. Um, I just I laughed and I laughed. Uh, the air conditioner is broken, and she's trying to get it fixed, and she's decided she's hot and sweaty. And she starts taking off her clothes and she's She has the house to herself. Right. The house is to herself. Her son is off at football camp or playing in the neighborhood and nobody else is there. Um, and she is dancing in front of the broken air conditioning. Naked. Twerking. Naked. But naked. But naked. <laughs> and Levi comes to the door and startles her. And she's shocked and she throws her um, wireless um, stereo at him. Yeah. And he knocks, knocks him out because it hits him straight in the head. Um, and so she goes over and realizes that it's him and panics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the premise of the story is that Levi and Presley have inherited Levi's grandfather's. No. Levi and oh, Alex her son. inherit yes. the grandfather's in. Right. And, and Alex is Presley's son. Seven-year-old son. So he can't actually run it. So she's running it um, for him. For him. What's the yep. word? Consort. Um, <laughs> consort. Basically. We're just going to pull Regency Romance right into that. <laughs> um, and so... So the premise is, is it's in small town, South Carolina, and Presley has taken Alex and moved from New York City to her back home to uh, Beaufort. I think it's Beaufort, mm -hmm. South yeah. Carolina, where this bed and breakfast is. Sounds a little bit like bed and breakfast meets Roadway Inn kind of feel to it. Like an old 50s style um, motel side, you know, Roadway Inn kind of well I also got the feeling with the number of rooms, because I think it had like 13 to 15 rooms. That yeah, this 13 was or large, 14 bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. It's a larger b and like it's more of an inn than it is a and b but it's an inn run like a and b Yeah. So Presley has moved him from New York to the small town. One, things aren't great in New York for Presley. That is... Um, Alex's father, who happens to also be Levi's brother, <laughs> um, Tanner, right? Tanner is the yes, brother? Tanner. Tanner um, is an absentee father. He had a professional football career and was injured. And in the midst of him losing his dream of playing pro football, he um, kind of went sideways a little bit and just hasn't been there supporting or being a part of Presley or Alex's life. Presley had broken up with him two years previous. Um, so, well, and they were never married. Right. They were, um, I think they were engaged. I believe they were engaged or on the verge of engagement. Verge. But after his injury, which was in the first year of his, his NFL career, he just spiraled. And then, you know, um, the other element of seeing his brother's success, his older brother's six continued success and not having to run those challenges 
really he he had some emotional like mental um struggles with all of that yeah so let's talk about presley as a character she's a single mom she's a hard worker oh yeah i mean she doesn't whine she doesn't complain she's just trying to do the best she can for herself and her son there's not only is she coming like down for the summer to get this in launched but she's because she doesn't know how that's going to play out and what the success is going to be she also has lined up a job um teaching at a local school photography so that she has something to fall back on and make sure she provides security but I think the biggest thing that I loved about her character was that she was really providing stability for Alex like Alex was at the core of it all um even throughout like throughout the whole story anytime she was really struggling it was because is she doing the best thing for Alex and coming back home she really wanted to give him just that like all of those wonderful memories that she had and a great foundation for his life yeah I really felt like I could relate to her as a mother, like her child was her number one priority in every decision that she made. Um, even the hard decisions, like there were plenty of opportunities. She could have totally bad mouthed Levi. He's an uncle who's a professional football player. Her son at seven has zero relationship with moving back to the small town. Um, Al um, Alex, the son, his grandmother lives in the small town. She is nowhere to be seen. She's not providing any support. And she is the widow of a former professional football player. Um, you know, so Presley is really doing this on her own. Her mother does help at times, or at least she alludes to it. We don't actually see any of that in the um, in the book. She talks like if she needed a babysitter, she could call her mom. Um, her mom was very much a secondary character <laughs> in this story. And, and I was kind of okay with that. Like you got the sense that her mom helped when needed, but this, this whole story was about Presley and more of the Miller family than yeah. it was Presley and her family. Yeah. It was just, so I think that that was important to bring up because we're going to talk about some other things and I don't want anyone to think that we do not, we didn't like Presley as a character. I liked her as a character on whole. I felt like she um she was relatable she was a good mom she had a goal she was moving forward um and she'd been kind of treated a little dirty by the miller family so and she and and with that i mean i'll jump ahead a little bit but she also she took a lot of flack from the miller family to kind of keep certain things keep them protected from what really happened with her and Tanner. Oh, and for sure. And she allowed, well, we can talk about that too. She allowed Tanner in their breakup to kind of spread lies and stories about her. Mm -hmm. You know, he tells his family to cover his own issues that she's keeping the child from him and that she left because he wasn't making money and wasn't a big professional football star. Which actually leads into some of the complications of this relationship 
that she ends up having with Levi, the brother. Um, so let's talk about Levi. Professional football quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays for the team in Denver, but is home for the summer before training camp to figure out what he's doing with his grandfather's property that he's no, half inherited. He, he comes back to sell it with every intention right. of selling it. And because he only owns half of it, he has to convince Presley, which he thinks is going to be an easy sell of we should just sell it. I have somebody, I have a realtor signed up to look at it. We have a great offer. He had a construction company ready to tear it down and, you know, take yep. the land. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Well, and because of the way that Tanner had described Presley and some of her choices that she had supposedly made, the lies he told about her, he, Levi really just thought she would be in it for the money. So if he offered her a good amount of money, mm-hmm. she'd take it and leave. But that was not her intention. Not the case. Nope. She... So in the midst of all of this with the Miller family, she had remained close to Levi and Tanner's grandfather. It was her only connection to the Miller family when Tanner shut her out. And she says that's really a lot to do with Alex because she wanted Alex to have a relationship with his grandfather and not... Well, his great-grandfather. Or Yes, his great-grandfather. Um, and she says she's always liked him. You know, he's always treated her with respect. He's always been great to Alex. So they kept that relationship. Yeah. And regular phone calls. So, and we're going to touch on Tanner a little bit because he doesn't really play a part until the second half of the book. Um, Tanner is Levi's brother. Uh, Former professional football player was injured in his first season, like first or second game. Like he was out pretty stinking quick. Um, he has a drinking problem and a gambling issue, and he is absent, narcissist, um, you just do not like him at all. No, not at all. Like, at one point in the book, it is Alex's birthday, And Presley has called him the morning of to remind him that it was Alex's birthday. No phone call until like 1130 at night. He finally got around to calling his son. Yeah, that's crazy. So she had to wake up her son so that he could talk to his father. For his birthday. Just just not. He's just shitty. He simply is (laughs) a shitty human being. Um. So, and actually, Levi says this. He says in the book, there's no such thing as not having time for the people you care about. Because Tanner has excuses all the time as to why he can't, you know, call Alex or spend time with Alex. And it's really, he's such a friggin' whiny baby. Like, yeah. Ugh. I mean, you're, you're not meant to like Tanner. And... That's pretty, that's very well taken care of for you. Yeah. So let's talk about the first half of the book because here's the deal. I felt like this was two different books. (laughs) The first half of the book was funny and Mm -hmm. sexy. Um, Their flirting was 
off the charts. Fantastic. You get butterflies and like, like there were scenes where I was getting butterflies in my stomach, their first kiss, like, cause they like were, it was the same birthday party that Alex had and they were doing a camping birthday party in the backyard and all the boys end up in one tent. And so he's like, come, come in this tent and look at the stars. Cause it has a, a, like a, a view, like a wind, like an open window or something. And so they're laying down and they do the whole like pinky, like I'm touching you, but I'm not touching you. And it's just super cute. And he's like, I want to kiss you and total complete butterflies during that. Well, and there is so much attraction between the two of them. The chemistry on the page in that first half is phenomenal because, you know, she's one, she's fighting the fact that this is her ex's brother. So there's Mm -hmm. that piece of angst to it. Then there is this other piece that she's really trying to focus on what she's doing with this project with the inn and trying to build this life in, you know, in the new place and being attracted to Levi, knowing that he is not staying. He, he is going to leave within six weeks to go back to Denver. Um, there was that, but it was, I feel like the... The hesitation was more about the forbidden nature that this was her ex's brother, even though she was long, she's long passed over her ex. She has no desire for reconciliation in any way, shape or form. Like, I shouldn't do this because this is my ex's older brother. You know, what is that going to do to that? And then ultimately, what is that going to do for Alex's relationship between Levi and Alex's relationship between his father? So there's, there was a lot of that um, hesitation before they ultimately kind of gave into their attraction. Also, Levi's relationship with Alex. Alex at one point calls his uncle out for being a crunkle, a crappy uncle. Okay. It was great. <laughs> because again, you know, when he played in New York, he didn't come visit Alex. He didn't even ask Alex to come mm-hmm. to the game. He made no phone calls, no emails, nothing. He didn't make any attempt at relationship with Alex. And Alex calls his uncle out and says, you're a crunkle. You're a crappy uncle. Um, And I think that wakes Alex or Levi up. Oh, yeah, Levi. Yeah. He was like, you. um, He's like, you know what, bud? You're right. Like, I have been. But let's take advantage of being here now. And he helps them with football camp and they you know throw in the backyard and they go over plays so they build this wonderful relationship um I also I also have to say I want to talk about Alex too for a little bit sure because he's (laughs) he's a little spitfire I was laughing at some of the things coming out of his mouth um there's a whole birds and bees conversation oh my gosh yes was almost crying it was so funny because it was so believable on awkward and and awkward (laughs) and and you're like okay how are they how are they handling this well and then when levi like starts to get on his phone to google something i'm like where is this going (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those cases like you're the he comes home from school because he's heard things at school and so now he's saying mom is this true what does this mean what does this mean like and how are babies 
born and like <laughs> how are babies where do babies come from and it just kind of spirals and and then all of a sudden Levi walks in and you better believe Presley brings him into this she's yeah. not trying to do it herself <laughs> she doesn't want any part of it she's just like uh eek um and and she puts she puts the brakes on for a minute because she's like, <laughs> she's like panic mayday mayday right so funny you're right that was such a great scene in the book and also with alex so sometimes when we get a single parent like romance we get one of two things we either get way too much kid or like we're not even sure they have a child because we hardly ever hear them mentioned this was really well balanced i feel yeah, like was. he was brought in not just for funny moments, but there were some emotional question type situations where he's involved and it helps us see um, Presley kind of like what kind of mom she is and what kind of heart mm -hmm. she has because she had opportunity to bash both Levi and Tanner mm -hmm. and their freaking mother. Um, he, she had moments that she could have been like, no. Well, it also helps us see Levi's growth and Levi's relationship because there were some really endearing moments um, of Levi and Alex together and really how much he turned around that relationship. And um, in one scene in particular where um, Levi is asked to go up to the high school to give the kids some pointers and just do some autographs. And he invites Alex to go with him and takes him along as like a kind of a valuable sidekick. So like, yeah. you know, like he, they play with the high schoolers and he includes Alex in that, you know, he's signing autographs, but he has him and doesn't like ignore him throughout it. Like there's just these great fatherly type moments that show Levi's true care, like developing character. Um, and I also think it helps Presley see, you know, the relationship that Alex has been missing. Yeah. So now we have to talk about the second half because I feel like this first half went along. Yes, there was this kind of overarching theme, like they weren't telling anyone about their relationship because they didn't know how Tanner would respond. And so then there's kind of this, the second half. Well, and, and there's a very clear moment, I feel like, when this book takes a turn, um, it just the tone of the book takes a turn, and that's when Tanner comes into the picture yeah. um, and tries to, he's back saying, you know, I've changed, I've realized my mistakes, I want to be here for my son, um, and I want to try to, like, prove to you I'm, I'm back and worthy of Presley. And that, and I was surprised, I was almost surprised at how early in the book that happened. Yes. And um, it was like, because, and part of it is, is because like three or four chapters previous, he didn't call for his kid's birthday. And then we're like four chapters later, record scratch, because that's what it felt like. Like I'm jamming along to the song and then, and Tanner's not there showing up acting like he's going to win Presley back and that she has given him all these hints and clues that she is open to this, to their, to a newfound relationship between the two of them, that they're going to be a family. Mm -hmm. And it, okay. Honestly, at this point, I felt like 
it was no longer written by authors that I typically love their books. Like it felt like this was angst and drama thrown in for no real purpose other than to create drama. I, you know, I've read some of, I've read some of their other stories that definitely have angst into it. So it's not out of character for these authors. I was just not prepared with how fun and flirty and, um, and the kind of chemistry that we had in the first book, I was just not prepared for the level of angst that was going to come in the second half of the book Yeah, is the best way I can describe it. Because there was just, there, like, there was this clear division of when the, the tone flipped upside down and, and I found myself getting frustrated with the characters because, you know, you're talking about I was equally frustrated with Presley as I was with Levi in the respect of I wanted, you know, Presley faced a lot of issues head on and I wanted her to just like have this harder conversation with Tanner and be like, you're still not hearing me. You need to hear what I'm telling you. Nobody Um, stood up for what they wanted. Nobody took and took that moment and stood their ground and said, I'm in love with somebody else. This isn't happening with you. Presley didn't stand up and look at Tanner and say, no. I almost regardless if it was, if it wasn't that I was in love with somebody else, I, I simply wanted her to have the hard conversation of saying, I, it, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm loving somebody else. We are not going to happen. You need to stop. Yeah. And this is, if you want this to work, we need to figure this out. Like it just, and I, and then it became too, like too long. I like, I got really frustrated with the characters. And well, it very quickly felt like it went into a love triangle and a love triangle is not, I can read them. They're just not my. And then it wasn't almost, it was, it was, it had love triangle vibes, but it really wasn't. It wasn't because. Because Presley is clear in her mind that she had no interest at getting back with Tanner. She isn't great about verbalizing it. And she quickly gives into Tanner's manipulations to her detriment because she wants to give him opportunities with his son. Well, and she also lets Alex influence her a little bit because he also doesn't help the situation in some moments but he's being a kid so as the adult she needs to put those he's boundaries a, in he's place. a seven-year-old kid they don't he doesn't understand you know he's gonna yeah. just ask um i will say it ends up being a very intense read with emotional kind emotions kind of all over the place i don't want to spoil this story for anyone who who plans to read it um but just know that it does get intense and the second half of the book has some it has a lot <laughs> in you it. Know, there were I, I will say this there were there were moments with different characters that I was like audibly going oh no don't do that come on come on <laughs> like really <laughs> like you're really doing that come on no I think uh, I did like 
pushed my Kindle down like on the bed one night and was like, ugh, I can't believe we're doing this. You're breaking my heart right now. Stop talking. <laughs> Um, but there, I will say that there is a moment and it's towards the end, um, in probably the last quarter of the book where, um, Presley does stand up for herself. Yeah. Um, in, with Levi, um, I'll, I'll say that much. And and that was the moment that I was like, okay, Presley's back. Like, there she is. That's, that's what I wanted. Um, and that's what I was missing. I was just, the struggle was it was a long time to get there. Yeah. Well, and she does a lot of things to not just protect herself, but to protect her son. Removes herself from the situation when the emotions are flying very high. And mm -hmm. she just needs to get back to being her and Alex. Um so, okay, like I said, I'm not spoiling this for anybody. So let's do our three questions. Carolina, did you like this book? Overall, yes. I, I think there were, uh, as much as I struggled with the angst, um, there were some really good parts and really good things that I enjoyed about the book overall. Yeah, I liked the book. I think we get a satisfying HEA it just, I don't necessarily like the journey to the HA. And it's not a situation where I'm like, oh, I didn't like how they got there because something was missing. This is a situation where I just didn't, the angst made it harder. It made it a much trudgier bit of a journey to get mm -hmm. to that satisfying HA. Um, who do you think would typically like this book? Um. Uh I would say the first half really plays on the close proximity element of the story, um, which creates a lot of fun, interesting moments. Um, and then the element of the single parents, you have the kid. So like having that kind of precocious kid play into it um, would make that really, really enjoyable. Um, but you definitely want you definitely have to enjoy an angstier read because of what we talked about in the second half of the book. Yeah, I think this is for anyone who wants an angstier read. If you like a Candy Steiner, um, a K.K. Allen, it, just note that there's a little bit of a love triangle feel into it, even though it's a little bit one-sided, um, but lots of angst. So be prepared mm -hmm. for that. Um, would you recommend this book? This is a hard question because we did struggle with this. Um, I'm going to say yes, I would recommend it because if we're saying a yes or no, this is not one that I would, that I would say no to. I um, like the writing was very well done. Um, and there were a lot of elements about the characters. They were relatable um, and you really grasped their struggle. Um, and they did get their HEA. Um, so I would say yes. Um, and I would too, but I would make sure to add the caveat that this is going to be an angstier read that potentially you're going to have some moments where the characters are driving you bonkers because of, you know, <laughs> you may have to just sit when you get to that point, you may just have to 
have time to just sit and read through it so you right. can because it was like push through if i had to s- sit and have breaks through that i think i would go crazy yeah um okay so uh, if you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, please send us an email at thebees at bookcasingcoffee.com. We are always interested um, for your book recommendations. And, you know, we don't always see every book that's out there. So we're always excited for new suggestions. Um, Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And um, I believe you'll be back soon, though, next time with Leah. Yes. So uh, it's going to be so exciting. Anyway, again, thank you for joining us. Um, Until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 